live so you can say you were here live and raw all right it is sunday may 2nd 2021 this is podcast number 72 we are here to ride the wave we are here to get lost in the moment sensationalism up the yin yang we are here to give you our draft thoughts and our grades and potentially a little dynasty uh some dynasty nuggets too but before we do that we're gonna let walters um bring us in with a happy little ditty so walters take it away pal welcome to the hidden oaks overdose football fix with your lovely hostesses garlic johnson we're gonna need to take a break here while i change my pants and josh mitchell sitting here undefeated in everything i do except fantasy football no i'm not allowed to handle grants <laughs> not after last time <laughs> not after last time and now ladies and gentlemen garlic and josh Getting some weird deja vu here, Josh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am your, one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson, and we are joined by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, everybody. Thanks, Josh. Uh, HiddenOaksOverdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, and anchor.fm slash hoodpod are all the places you can interact with us, and we would appreciate that you do so. I know we've got some interaction for the Fantasty Zone today. The segment start times will, down, will be down in the description below for all you audio listeners. For the YouTube listeners, they'll be there still, but uh, they'll be off by like five-ish minutes, so you got to figure that out on your own. Um, at Levi Oki Illustration is the beautiful man responsible for all the beautiful art that you can currently see. So, Levi Oki, we greatly appreciate everything you have done and will continue to do. Josh, how's your Sunday going, pal? This is a rare Sunday pod. Uh, it's going well. Got uh, got home last night late, so slept in a bit. And uh, went and picked up the dogs after doing some grocery shopping and had her draft. How's your day going, Gar? Good. Usually you're about six hours deep in a... Xbox, aren't you? Uh, what is it? One? Uh, yeah, as we usually start about eight. It's only about five hours deep right now. But yeah, you're, you're pretty pretty much exactly accurate. Pick up the dogs. Does that mean you guys gave away the dogs like a doggy daycare for the for the evening, for the wedding, or what? Yeah, just because we knew we'd be gone from 10 in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, essentially. So we uh, didn't uh, feel comfortable leaving them out and didn't want to bother anybody to come over and grab them and take them out. So yeah, we, we boarded them. We usually board them when we do things out of town. Gotcha. So do you think, that, did you get some reports back? Were they well-behaved or? Yeah, they get report cards back. There's uh, no no issues. They got, you know, they were a joy. We always get told how entertaining they can be. And and so, yeah, they, they definitely have their Jekyll and Hyde moments. And, and so they're typically their Dr. Jekyll when they're um, with people that don't watch them 24-7 like us. Oh, so so you believe the grades then? Yeah, yeah. I don't think Kaya forged it. Well, are you 100% sure on that? Because you've been known to have some almost like supernatural animals kind of associated with you and your family. So uh, what's your confidence level on that? 90, 95, 80, 60? Uh, yeah, like in between, in between 50 and 70. That's more than half. So, I mean, that's not bad. I'd take it. Mm-hmm. Well, Josh, so this is something I wanted to touch on um, last podcast, but we just kind of got mashed for time. It was the draft spectacular. We spent most of our time talking about the draft. It makes sense. Um, but I personally, and I, I think you have too, just based on kind of all the ideas you've been throwing out, uh, I feel like you and I have had a good um, off-season or spring or whatever for like ideation. We've been coming up with a lot of good ideas for the podcast and fantasy leagues and stuff like that. So I don't, do you feel the same way or is it just kind of me who feel like, feel like they've been having a good spring? No, I feel like uh, much like the NFL, we're entering our fourth season, and so we're uh, we're at that point in our careers where we uh, know what to expect. We have this sort of routine in place, and it allows us to experiment a little bit more with that uh, that freedom. And so, yeah, we're we're hitting it full swing and knocking it out of the park nine out of ten times. Well, Josh, I appreciate your optimism in that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I wanted to talk about there in the chit-chat section. Josh, let's head right into the old Fantasty Zone, and I'm right down the segment start time. So, again, I don't have any extra work after the draft like I did or after the podcast like I did last time, knocking the, ru- the rust off and all that. So, Josh, do you have any sponsors for the Fantasty Zone? I hate my sponsors already. What, 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 what were your sponsors? Um, 
three-day-old Arby's jalapeno poppers and macaroni and cheese. Now, three days later, how do you prepare those? Do you have like an air fryer? Because I imagine the microwave would kind of ruin, ruin them. So is that an air fryer or oven situation or do you just throw them bitches right in the microwave? I don't even think I heated them up. <laughs> you just ate I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing cold. Honestly, just breaded cream cheese and jalapeno. That'd be fine cold, I think. As long as it's- No, we left it out on the counter. <laughs> are you, are you, I don't know if you're being serious or not. I'm not. Um, no, I don't even know what. It, they were warmed. Nikita brought them into me since we were drafting and she got replaced by the actual team owner. Right. So. Which I don't. I hope Nikita's not upset, but genuinely, I thought Brian wasn't going to be there. That was the thing. So I know she did a lot of work to get ready for it, then just to get kind of not you know pooped on. But hopefully, Nikita's not upset. No, I don't think so. Excellent. Well, she did exactly what she told her to do and went and watched Grays. Awesome. Well, she told me that's what she was going to do beforehand, so I just kind of slowed down her process by maybe 20, 30 minutes. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I don't have any sponsors either. I've just just got some delicious uh, Detroit Lake City tap water. Get it right out of the bathroom because the bathroom tap tastes better than the uh, the kitchen tap for some reason. So whether it's because one has more chemicals than the other, I'm not sure. But the bathroom tap is where we go. It's all about that delicious bathroom sink water. Oh yeah. So Josh, you can see the first bullet point there. Um, you know, we we speculated a bit. You said there was not a lot to talk about on Thursday when the news broke, but. Things have only gotten more interesting for Rodgers um, since Thursday. Do you have any further comments? Is this still much ado about nothing? Is this all being blown out of proportion? Or are you, as a Packers fan, actually starting to get worried a bit? Well, it's, uh, I mean, I believe I had said at the time that where there's smoke, there's fire, you know. And and I'm still sitting in that camp at this point. Um, you hear a lot of speculation as to, you know, what happened, what's going on. Um, head coach, like Matt LaFleur says, he doesn't want Rogers to go anywhere. Um, the president, Mark Murphy says that Rogers won't play anywhere else. Um, it seems that Rogers and Goody have that, have the biggest con- constraint or the biggest, uh, issues with each other. Yeah. Um, that might get blown out of proportion. I just keep, I mean, I just keep thinking back to with McCarthy, how Rogers is just like, or where every report that came out was Rogers hates McCarthy. Rogers wants McCarthy gone. And I mean, I believe some of the early stuff he did on McAfee's show is no, I mean, it's the media and that's what they do. They do what they want for clicks. So part of me is on that side, like, well, yeah, I mean, it's the media they do everything for clicks, but at the same time, you know, who could blame the guy? And then this morning when I was driving to pick up the dogs, I was listening to Dave Sinekin on the radio because he was filling in for the 11 o'clock hour. And he was saying that, um, like everything that's coming out, it, it sounds like Green Bay went and offered a restructuring this offseason, which we know, um, but Rodgers was looking for an extension. And when that wasn't offered, you know, it was kind of like a spit in the face. And so I'm on Team Rodge where, he, you know, if he leaves, that's, you know, it's not the best situation for Green Bay. Um, but if he leaves, it's not because he didn't want to stay. It's because Green Bay basically kicked him out the door. Um, and it has something to do with the love situation draft last year. Um, but it has a lot more to do with the offseason this year, I believe. Gotcha. As in postseason re-signing, restructuring, that sort of thing. So I won't I won't not say that I wasn't trying to get a couple other things ready because this pod's a little bit stir of the moment. So I'm not saying I wasn't perfectly listening to your every word. But did you did you reflect on your thoughts of how you cause the you talked about Rogers and Goot probably having the biggest strain in the relationship there. That's the biggest or the weakest link, however you want to spin it. But did you talk about the ultimatum? How do you feel? Because the reports are the ultimatum is Rogers won't return unless Goot is gone. Um, whether or not that's true, let's bring that out of the, it for a second. What, what do you think about that? Uh, are you still Team Raj, even with that ultimatum, or is that a little too petty um, for a, a star quarterback? I mean, it is petty, but that's, I mean, I'm still in the camp that that doesn't sound like something, you know, that sounds like something where Rogers said one thing and it gets blown out of proportion until he actually says, yeah, I'm not coming back till Goot's gone. He could have said something along the lines of, you know, speaking with uh, general management, um, it just, it's been a headache. I don't want to enter negotiations with this person anymore. And so it can be taken as, okay, well, Rogers wants Goot gone because he's general manager and doesn't want to meet with him for, yeah. So um, it is, I mean, it's petty, but at the same time, I don't think it's petty enough to the point where you know, super petty would be him showing up and throwing an interception every pass of the game until he gets benched just so he gets his paycheck and then he sticks it to Goot. 
So I, I do think that uh, where it is a little petty, it's not going to be. Yeah, it's I, I don't. I'm not the. I'm not going to go out and burn Favre jerseys. Sure. Or not Favre, uh, yeah. Rogers jerseys. <laughs> right. I, I was used to the Favre ones getting burnt. <laughs> sure. Yeah. When he showed up in purple, he was not popular. Uh, we won't. We won't. Uh, like I said, we won't continue to feed a fed horse. My only other thought is, I know you mentioned that you know, I, and I agree. Part of this is the media. You know, the media does do things for clicks, this and that. But obviously, the story came from somewhere, right? So if like if the part if the part if the only involved parties were Rogers and the Packers, obviously you know unless someone was tapping their phone line. The story was leaked by someone. So whether it's the Packers trying to protect themselves or Rodgers trying to apply pressure, I mean, they they wanted this to happen, like this exact scenario. One of the two parties, if not both. So I just think that's interesting that it leaked right before the draft. I can't tell if that the that'd be more beneficial to the Packers or more beneficial to the uh, to Rodgers. I don't know, but where there's smoke, yeah, there's fire. Obviously, it got leaked right. by one of the two parties. And one of the things that uh, Senekin said this morning um, was that it. it, it seems that it was leaked from Rogers's camp um, because it was, I mean, it seemed well orchestrated. They knew it would get the most coverage during the NFL draft, which it got a lot of it. Um, and so it, 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 it seems like it would be Rogers's camp, which it makes sense because green Bay has been playing defense on their comments for the most part, from what I can tell. Um, I do think that Rogers doesn't, I, or I don't think Rogers has an issue with um the team or the coaching, it, it has to do, it has a lot to do with just the disrespect he's felt with this, you know, this off season in general. Sure. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll move on. I was just curious to get your thoughts as things keep evolving. Potentially he goes to the Broncos. I, to me, that's an interesting landing spot, but I mean, if that's where Raj wants to go, that's where Raj wants to go. So I mean, did you listen to that Mark Schlereth? On, Pat on Pat? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, it could just be because I'm bitter about the whole situation, but he seemed like such a tool during his <laughs> conversations. Oh, I mean, yeah, he, he is a tool. So I just, I mean, like the, the comment that Rogers made, I'll let you know when I find out it to me, after listening to Rogers on Pat all, every Tuesday, to me, that sounds more like, you know, I haven't heard any of this. So <laughs> Like it's more of his dry sarcasm. Like, yeah, well, when I find out, I'll let you know. And that's possible. I mean, we'll never know for sure. I do want to. Right. Highlight... Oh no. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I said no. Absolutely, we won't know for sure unless Rogers writes down like his memoirs. Correct. Um, I do want to highlight since we're we're broadcasting earlier than normal. Eric's is in the chat because it's not quite bedtime for Eric's yet. So Eric said uh, in the chat, "Bye bye, Rogers," and he said he'd look good in black and yellow. So would you guys want Big Ben for one more year until J-Lo is ready? Josh. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to burst out in laughter. So, sorry, Eric's, but we appreciate you showing up. We actually have, it says we have three concurrents right now. So I don't know if that's Brian, Brad, and Eric's or who's all here, but we appreciate you coming in. Um, moving on uh, to a Facebook thing. Uh, Jack said he submitted this for uh, meme of the week. And again, this is just the easiest way for me to display it quickly because I'm lazy. Um, but there we go. Who ran the fastest 40? We don't want that. We want who was the coolest name. No one in our rookie draft took Brady Breeze. No one took the, did who, who took Funk? I want to know who took Funk. I don't um, think anybody did. In the, well, not in our draft, but in the real draft. I mean, that was a name out there. Brady Breeze, Funk. There was a guy named like Goosefellow or Goosefeather or some bullshit. Those guys should be drafted if they are picked up, signed by the Vikings right now for $10 billion just for the, the jersey sales alone. Um, I also put down in the notes that we've been, this is not even me, well, tooting our, tooting our horn a little bit, but we did get some rave reviews, Josh. There are people telling us that our last podcast was pretty good. Uh, do you feel like we put on a good show, or what are your feelings on the pod from Thursday? Well, I just want to say thank you, Sally, for listening to the podcast. Um, you, my my mother? You yeah, did reach I out believe, to my mom? <laughs> I believe that uh, um, positive comments about our show can only come from mothers because we are not good at what we do. Sure. So, no, absolutely yeah. not. All right. Well, shout out to mom. Uh, no, but we did hear good things from Brian. I mean, obviously Brian's always nice and we heard good things from Bradley. I believe we heard good things from uh, Mika. 
Um, and I feel bad if I'm excluding someone, but we got we got multiple uh, like good jobs. Hey, we like the oh Levi for sure. He said we need more costume changes in a pod, at least a minimum of four costume changes. So we'll have to we'll have to work on some more costume bits. Well, um, it's, I mean the camera only gets like my shoulders up. I usually change socks six or seven times at show, so because <laughs> I get sweaty when I get nervous. Oh, trust me, pal. I'm so I had to open the window. I, I was always podcast with the window closed, and so my neighbors would have to listen to this, but. I'm a little hot right now, so yeah, I, I feel it. I don't. I couldn't even be wearing socks. But you, you prefer socks even if you're sweating. Oh yeah, got to have my socks on. Otherwise, I have to look at my nasty ass nine toenails. Huh? All right. Well, we also got some YouTube comments from Jack. Um, these are all from our last video on Thursday. He said garlic pulling a Walters muting himself at the start of the pod. It happens, pal. We're not, it was we were rusty. We were rusty. Uh, next comment from Jack says. Um, Min 3000 on that ch- oh yeah Min 3000 on that champion of Champions League would be honored to choose my four gladiators to represent the victorious POD we'll talk about that later and then Jack lastly said I'm extremely insulted you guys never covered the huge success of the DFS play along last year plus the crazy finish to it who won that again I don't remember who won based on the comment I'm going to guess it was Jack is that, a, is that a fair assumption that is very fair <laughs> okay um we also got an email our favorite contributor the brian canup we just got to spend time with brian which is a rarity because he's a very important man but we got an email from brian and i've been talking a lot josh i doubt you have it pulled up but if i stalled for a good 30 60 seconds uh would you be willing to pull up the email or do you just want me to read it because i got it go ahead and stall all right i'll be stalling pal we've got a couple in the chat here obviously you can see it because you're in the chat yourself but brad said rogers to tb that is probably the solution that makes the least sense, Brad. But, I mean, could you imagine Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers running, like, some sort of two QB sets? That'd be wild. Uh, Josh, you look right. like you've settled in. You're ready. Go for it, pal. Brian Knut sent it to us yesterday. Hi, guys. Just finished listening to the Hoodcast pre-draft show. It was so much information that my head became somewhat dizzy. Although that may be a natural state these days, not sure if any helped me prepare or not. It was nice hearing from your correspondents in the field, but it felt somewhat sad that I wasn't chosen to do analysis for a team. We need help on the line. Our cornerbacks need help. Blah, blah, blah. It's the same spiel for all teams. Really liked hearing from Carmel Bear. Always a laugh, Josh. Lessons for how to tie a tie will be held Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 behind the 7-Eleven. Uh, where do you think I got the lessons? Um, looking forward to the post-draft pod. Love the Grum, your friend forever, Brian, period. And there was no other additional information for codes. Unless did he use hidden ink? No, I'm sure I'm sure he's been crafting his scavenger hunt, his next thing for us. He's probably gonna wait to hit us with it in the fall. Because we just got a couple shows here. It's not enough to build like a full arc. So give Brian some time. Uh, but he finished it with your friend forever. I mean, does that warm your heart the way it does me? It does. Yeah, I'm. I just. I guess you know. Now I can go to my grave saying I have three friends. Uh, that three's not a bad number, Josh. Um, so yeah, I think that's all the interaction we got. I, I covered Facebook. I covered YouTube. I covered the Gmail. Um, I covered the rave reviews. One other thing, I'll talk. We'll talk a little bit more about monetization later because it's something we wanted to get to last time, but we got cut short. Um, so I, I, and I promised Josh, I, I forgot to do it, but I was going to put your Venmo in the description, but I didn't. Um, but anyone who's listening should know your Venmo, but it's just right now we're still trying to figure out the monetization thing. Um, but we've been a hundred percent successful in podcast so far. So shout out to Brad for the first ever tip we got. And, uh, you know, right now Venmo is the best way to just give us a little contribution. Cause we obviously get a hundred percent of that money. If we ended up going through like some sort of subscription model or some sort of service, they'd be taking a cut. They'd be processing fees, all this and that. So right now Venmo, we get a hundred percent of that. Um, so yeah, if you like what we're doing, we'll put our tip jars out there and you can reward as you deem fit or not at all. It's up to you. So just want to let you know that those are there. All right, Josh, we'll move into the draft here. Um, I got to write down the segment start time. Uh, how do we feel? Obviously the Vikings drafted before you did. I kind of thought the first round was wild. Um, just with, I mean, Trey Lance going third, it's not like it didn't make any sense than Mac Jones falling all the way to 15, but like. Just what what were you feeling? Did you get to watch the draft, or how? What was your draft experience like this year? I watched the or I watched parts of the first round. Um, I I mean, to be I did the whole I did the NFL Network's like uh, guess the pick challenge just for um, you know S's and G's, 
and I got like the first seven correct. And then after that, it kind of went all downhill. Yeah, no, I was pretty happy with that. Um, There, I mean, there were some things, you know, that kind of, I mean, the Raiders got reamed for the pick that they made. Um, The Travis ETN pick, that was kind of a head scratcher at times, but um, it, you know, and it, it doesn't, there's always those draft picks that people don't understand what's going on in the front office or up in that draft, the war room, as I call it. And so, um, yeah, overall, I thought the draft itself went fine. I didn't get to watch any of the second or third round because I was at a uh, impromptu rehearsal dinner. And then yesterday I had a wedding all day. So I watched parts of the draft when I had time, but didn't get a whole lot of um, time to actually digest it. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I, I watched all, well, I watched the first two rounds or the first three rounds, the first two days beginning to end, um, had Pat McAfee on the second screen, of course, for all the, the whole first round, which was entertaining. That's pretty much the only way you can get through the first round. It goes pretty slow. Um, but I appreciate Pat for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and then by the third day, not really, really nothing exciting is happening. So, um, what, so let's move right into the team thoughts. Then what did you feel about how the, uh, how the Packers did? I did. I thought they did fine. I mean, initial reactions after the first night were Rogers doesn't get his help yet again, but, uh, cornerback is of need, you know, the, I'll, I'll, you know, it's feeding a fed horse, as you say. Um, but they were the number one scoring offense last year. So drafting a wide receiver, I mean, what, what good is that going to do if they can't stop the ball on defense? So going with corner, um, he, he wasn't necessarily deemed, you know, the top corner in the draft, which obviously there were or the top of the remaining corner. Um, but he at pick 29, there's that huge, there's a drop off typically in the late teens for picks. Um, he, he may be a development, but he's fast. And that is something that we got burnt on with Kevin King. Um, so that Eric Stokes pick I'm, I'm excited for, cause I do think that he's, um, decent or he's going to be a good re- replacement for King. Um, and then, I mean, for, as far as drafting for need, that's exactly what they did the remaining way. Um, I was happy with the draft. I did not want to, you know, the only wide receiver I would have been happy with in that first round would have been, um, Elijah Moore. Um, but even then it, uh, when we took Amari Rogers in the third, I was pretty stoked about that. What do you like about Amari Rogers? He's essentially Randall Cobb. He's a gadget player. He, uh, his dad or not his dad, Randall Cobb's dad coached him in wide as a wide receiver so he knows Cobb and Cobb knows him so with the initials a Rogers um it's very possible that he's like peace Mr. Rogers come home and uh we got the old Rogers Rogers connection next season gotcha um so yeah I mean do you so I believe you touched on you know the kind of the, the first and the third any other draft picks notable to you or um, the Ohio State Center, Josh Myers in the oh, second. Oh, that's right. The, the Lindsley, the Lindsley repla- replacement, yeah, if I no, can talk. Um, and then in the fourth, we took um, an offensive tackle out of Mississippi, um, Royce Newman. Um, so I assume both that's those a guys, death piece, or do you guys need a right tackle? We need, Yeah, we need a right tackle. Um, and so, but, and then we got, you know, a guard, and then later on for depth. Um, I mean, our entire offensive line, I think, played all five positions at some point last year for the most part, except for Bakhtiari when he was healthy. Sure. Um, so in general, um, it's nice to have. I looked at a stat that three of the last four um, fourth round offensive linemen that Green Bay has drafted have been all pro and four out of the five have started 40 games for the team. So it's not, you know, they seem to hit in the fourth round for offensive linemen. So hopefully this Royce Newman continues that trend. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, so if you had to give the Packers a quick grade or what have you been seeing on Reddit, I'm sure the, the Packers subreddit is going to be like, oh yeah, we fucking killed it. But have you been in any NFL subs or posts or anything? Like what's the consensus that you've been well, hearing I, so far? I, I told you I made a spreadsheet with all the grades from our <laughs> correspondence teams and ours and um, NFL oh. Network. You think it's I listen to you when you talk, Josh? Probably not. I wouldn't. No. Um, NFL Network gave us an A. The Ringer gave us a B. I kind of see us in that B plus range. Um, you know, uh, that Eric Stokes pick, while it may be a reach, he's fast. He's taller than Jair Alexander, so he should compliment them well. Um, Might have, you know, gone linebacker, gone something else at that point. If there, I, I don't remember who's available, but 
Um, overall, I was happy with the draft. Um, I'm not going to go out and say they, they won the draft because that's, that's the Minnesota Vikings job. Um, yeah, then pal. they just go downhill from there. Right. We've got to um, win something. Um, but yeah, no, it's funny because some of the sites after round one, you know, everybody jumps on the whole, Oh, how'd they do round one? Um, I saw a lot of D minuses F's for the Packers because they didn't take a wide receiver. So, um, sure. now it's, you know, now a, a minus that's what their first round grade is. So it's just like, all right, now what's it going to be tomorrow? Sure. Yeah. No, how this about is the Vikes. Yeah, well, I'm gonna before. I mean, just so they don't have to hear us talk the whole time, I'm gonna cut it up a little bit. We, uh, we I asked the senior correspondents from last time if anyone could get anything real quick, and they're totally understandable if they couldn't. But we did get one voicemail in, and then a, a text message in. So I'm gonna play the voicemail so we can stop talking for a sec, and then I'll read the message um, after. But this is this is the Bears correspondent and their uh, their initial reaction to the draft. Take it away, David. After a night of quaaludes and unknown substances partaken in by this Bears correspondent, you can say that the 2021 draft was a success. There have been reports of a small alien controlling what was formerly known as Ryan Pace because these draft day decisions were something uncharacteristic of him that we've never seen before. Trading up for Justin Fields and then the subsequent offensive lineman from uh, Oklahoma State University, again, excuse me, my mind's still a little fuzzy, were two of the greatest moves we saw in the 2021 draft. Then continuing to get more offensive linemen and then filling our back picks with some defensive line depth, some cornerback depth, and then some skill positions that, of course, Matt Nagy will have fun trying to incorporate. The Bears draft was a success. Who knows, though? It is the Chicago Bears, and we shall see. You know, it's a fun fact that, in fact, the Chicago Bears are the Chicago Bears. Um, so we got a lovely message from Eric's here, and I, I haven't read this yet. I'm assuming this is for the podcast. If not, you're just going to hear a personal message from Eric's to me. But this is our senior Steelers correspondent. In Colbert, we trust. Or maybe, does he go by Colbert or Colbert, the actual GM of the Steelers? Because I always think of, you know, Stephen Colbert. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'd go Colbert. All right, Colbert sounds much colder than cooler than Colbert anyway. So in Colbert, we trust. I give the Steelers A- for the draft. They addressed their running game in some sort of way with their first four picks. Initially, I was a bit disappointed when they picked Frymuth in the second, but he seems to be uh, a well-rounded player who can catch and block very well. Both linemen we picked look good and are able to immediately compete. Jesus and are able to immediately compete for the starting job. I still believe that will be one and done at best this year, but the draft addressed all our biggest needs and makes me excited for the future down the road. At least our players don't want our GM fired. Hoof. Little shot at you. Do you think that's necessary, Eric? Do you think he's being a little too petty? Or? I mean, I don't care. <laughs> you, probably, you, usually, you usually try to bring down the ones that you're envious, envious of. So, yeah. <laughs> So it looks like I believe you've got the draft grades here as well. What do they what do they say about the Steeler, the Bears, and then the Steelers, uh, the so you know the, the professionals? So the Bears from um, NFL Network got an A, and then from the Ringer they got an A plus. Um, the Steelers got an A from NFL and a C from the Ringer. So a little bit of a deviation there. Um, but I mean, as far as my general opinions, where I think I, I mean I mentioned it last night at the wedding to a couple different people. Um, from the Victoria's Secret League, um, that the NFC North in, as a whole, I think, won the draft. Like every year, the Vikings seem to draft well, but I thought the Chicago Bears did, and then the Detroit Lions did really well um, based on just their first round pick alone. So, um, yeah, not screwing it up when uh, the best O lineman in the draft falls to you. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, I would think that uh, the Lions of yesteryear might have taken uh, might have taken someone different, but. Josh, this um, is a Motor City Dan Campbell run operation, okay? MCDC is now a force to be reckoned with in the North, okay? Okay. But yeah, as a whole, I thought that in our entire division did well, which, you know, it's what it is. It's fun. Well, I mean, so it looks like uh, I don't think we're going to find anything too controversial in these grades. It looks like so far uh, Steelers getting a C by the ringer is the most controversial, but it looks like everyone's getting like A's and B's, so... I mean, That's all I saw when I went through all 32 teams it was a high, <laughs> like high C's and, and, and higher. It's like, huh? Oh, uh, so 
almost, okay, I guess participation almost, trophies are a thing. <laughs> it's almost like these people don't know what they're talking about, and neither do we, huh? Well, you know, I'll hang on here. We have a successful podcast, according to some mothers. So, Oh, the most successful podcast, according to some mothers. Uh, but yeah, we'll move on to the Vikes here. So thank you, Eric's and David, for contributing, as senior correspondents should. Um, and you'll have another chance, too, if you want. Maybe there will be some more grades put out, or you can some more chance to think about it. We'll probably do another podcast in, I don't know, two weeks or so. Uh, so you'll have one more chance, one more uh, at-bat if you want. Or not. Um, but so we'll move on to the Vikes here. So the Vikings initially started the night with pick number 14. Uh, then obviously we traded back just like, uh, our great correspondent, Dusty Johnson said they would trade back no matter what. Um, so they picked up the 23rd pick and then also the 66th pick and the 86th pick, um, which, I mean, most people are saying because we ended up getting Christian Darisaw, one of the top tackles at 23, that the uh, the trade was a smash hit. Uh, Rick did not have a second-round pick, so um, everyone, the way they were talking all the preference conferences was that they were going to trade up into the second, but they ended up not doing that. And it seems like it worked out for them. It seems like kind of all the guys they wanted fell into the – or some of the guys they wanted fell into the third anyways. So with pick 66, we got Kellen Mond, QB, and that was directly a result of the trade for trading back with the Jets. Um, at 78, we got uh, Chaz Stewart, linebacker. Uh, he's more of a, an Anthony Barr type. He's an athletic linebacker the way Zimmer loves him. So that's uh, you know a bit of a project, a depth piece. Obviously, we don't need a starting linebacker right now. Uh, pick 86, the other pick we got from training back with the Jets was Wyatt Davis, offensive guard. And uh, if you were in the Vikings sub, everyone in the Vikings sub on draft day was convinced we needed to trade up high in the second to get Davis. And he fell all the way down to our third pick in the third round. So maybe Davis had some bad medicals or did some bad interviews or, you know, I couldn't really tell you why this guard would fall the, uh, fall as far as he did. I can tell you not many guards went off the board in general. So maybe guards were just not an important position for teams this year, but um, you know, it seems like most of our guys were happy about it. And then our last third round pick was Patrick Jones, the second. He's a defensive end from Pittsburgh. He's got the same athletic build as a Wanham, as a Daniil Hunter. So it's another project for Andre Patterson and uh, Mike Zimmer to try and mold into a into a future stud. We'll see how that works out. But you know, it's a ve- it, it reads very similar to uh, the last year's draft, the 2020 draft, when you know the Vikings didn't have to do anything too sexy. Is you know pretty much good value picks. We we address all our positions a need and we didn't really reach either while we were doing it so it's like you know you, you've mentioned it i felt it a lot i think rick hits more than he misses and sometimes the misses are big and sometimes the hits are big um early in the draft and at the end of the draft but you know it's hard to not be satisfied with rick it's hard to not get two offensive linemen both a tackle and a guard assuming that both our new guys start um this year end up starting on the line no one in our on our offensive line will have lower draft capital than a third um they'll either have first second or third round draft capital invested into all the starting positions so i mean for the vikings fans to keep crying i don't know what they want so um addressed not that they're going to be future hall of famers but guys that should be able to keep kirk Uckright a little bit more um i i i had as as per usual i'd like to peruse the minnesota vikings subreddit from time to time to just 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 to get your jollies off just to just to see what sort of um, individuals are football fans of the Minnesota Vikings, and um, it got to the point where middle of the second day, middle of the you know round three or whatever, um, no, it was yesterday, middle of middle of round like five or six, people were already clamoring and saying that the Minnesota Vikings draft with their offensive line could now be a top five O line. There were some comments about that and i was i wanted to just put you know just a picture of a bucket of ice water and say cool down a bit there skippy it uh they got to play the game still so how do you uh how do you view your offensive line i mean you you mentioned keeping um kirk upright um but do you think that they went from um the 33rd ranked offensive line in the nfl to a top five just after this draft Absolutely not. I mean, it's not that. I mean, if you look, if you look back historically over the past six to ten years, I mean, the offensive line since '09 has been pretty questionable. But even just looking at a more recent history, Rick does address the offensive line every year. He brings in free agents. He drafts guys in the later round. So it's not like Rick has completely ignored the line altogether. He's not getting you know the blue chip players necessarily, but you know everyone knows in a salary cap era, there's only so many dollars to be spent. There's only so many draft picks and draft capital you have. 
Um, and, you, you know, your team's never going to have just one need. I know we can all point at the offensive line like it's our biggest need, but guess what? Our defense was absolute trash last year. Maybe if our defense was better, we couldn't, you know, the opposing defense wouldn't have to just be teeing up on Kirk every single down because they know we have to pass it because we're behind, this and that. So, I mean, there's a, there's a big chess game, and it's bigger than people think it is. But, um, to a, you know, I, I hope our offensive line moves up to more in the average range. I mean, that's kind of the how I look at the Vikings, Mike Zimmer is an average to above average coach. Kirk Cousins is an average to an above average quarterback. I mean, no, there's only so many top guys. We can't all have Tom Brady's on our team. So, and we can't all have Bill Belichick's on our team. So if they can move into the average range, you know, allow some sacks, you know, someone will get a strip sack at some point. It's not like they're going to allow no sacks or anything like that, but I do think it's improved. I mean, uh, Davis was one of the top guards in the draft allegedly and Darius saw one of the top tackles. So these draft picks could bust just as easily as anybody else, but you hope they improve, you know? So, all right. Definitely not going to a top five unit though, to answer your question directly. All right. I was just wondering if I found your burner or not. <laughs> what, what, what was the exact comment? Just that. I mean, I don't remember. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't screenshot it or anything. It, it just, there were, there were a lot of people in there and maybe not top five, but they said that they're um, one of the best aligns in, in the division, one of the best, not in the division, but in the NFC conference. I'm, there we I'm go. Sure, I'm sure they said that, but no, I, that's so much unproven. I don't know how anyone could say that. Okay. Um, should we discuss the teams from our other correspondents that may not have been able to provide feedback because they're either drinking too much to celebrate or drinking too much uh, to forget it? Yeah, go ahead and throw the Vikings grades first and then any of the other correspondents that we couldn't get to chip in. Oh, yeah, I thought I did. Uh, from NFL Network, Minnesota Vikings got an A. Um, I, I honestly think that their keyboard has no other letters but A for the uh, um, NFL Network. And it makes me um, feel good, so keep doing it. And then the the ringer gave them a B minus. So I don't know. Um, I don't know how you feel about that because we discussed the Minnesota Vikings winning the draft. According to the ringer, the Packers beat the Minnesota Vikings in the draft this year. The ringer is a shit organization. They shouldn't exist. They shouldn't be allowed to publish. Okay. So the ringer and bleacher report are um, in the same boat. It seems Um, moving on. Uh, we will discuss the Cincinnati Bengals because they had the number five overall pick. Um, and they went with Jamar Chase, somebody that we thought they might based on the um, recent reports before leading up to the draft. Um, I saw a lot of people ripping them for that pick because Penny Sewell should have been the pick. And I still agree with that. Um, but they did address offensive line in the second round. Um, they, then they went all D or they went DN, DN, D tackle in the, um, third and fourth. Um, and then they went offensive tackle kicker center running back the end. Um, so they had a lot of picks, um, overall their grade was the B plus, And then the ringer gave them an A plus draft. Um, so it just kind of goes to show the ringer is a crap organization that does not deserve to publish anything. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're even, you're even putting the ringer down too, huh? Yeah, I mean, I just, I, it was one of the ones that popped up and it was easy to read. So sure. that's why I went with it. Oh, dude. Yeah. E- e- ease of access is one of the best ways to get featured on a pod for sure. Oh, it could have, yeah, it could have been written by some kindergartner that's dyslexic. And I still, and if it, as long as it was easy to read the grades, I'd have put it on there. Didn't even uh, have to get the picks right. <laughs> All right. What else do we got for grades? Um, the Indianapolis Colts ended up with a B plus grade and a C plus grade from the ringer. Um, they didn't have as many picks as the other teams. Them and the Chicago Bears only had seven, um, but they did take Quiddy Pay um, out of Michigan, and then Dio Odeyigbo out of Vanderbilt. So two DNs in the first two rounds, um, and then they waited quite a bit to get a tight. Or they waited because they had a seventy pick gap, seventy three, um, and they got a tight end, then a safety, then a QB, wide receiver, and offensive tackle. So. You know, overall, didn't have many picks to work with, but they addressed their D-line right away. Sweet. And that's uh, that's all we got? Because I know Jack that's didn't get featured, so we ignore, we ignore Jack, right? Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay being, you know, the Super Bowl champion, they, they were and they re-signed all of their starters. They were literally just playing games with everybody now. And then um, the Patriots, which is Jack's real team, um, I didn't pay attention to anything they did except Mac Jones because, well, Mac Jones is – dad bod brady sure 
All right, well, um, do you have any other draft thoughts on the Packers or anybody else, or should we just keep her flying here, pal? Let's keep her going. Um, all right, so we'll move on to the Dynasty draft. Josh, the draft literally, uh, hold on, I got I know it's bad podcasting, but I really just want to write this down so I don't have to worry about it later. Uh, so the Dynasty draft literally just happened. We went from the Dynasty draft to this, so you probably even had, haven't had a good chance to digest your thoughts or your, your feeling on your picks. Um, I, I have, I did get enough time to upload the picture, and so we can put it on the screen here in a sec, but before I put it on the screen, just how did you feel about your draft? Obviously, you're picking at the 10, you're the championship, you're the champion last year, so so it feels good to be the champion, but come draft time, obviously it's a little bit rougher improving your team and trying to repeat. So what, how are you feeling, uh, reigning champ? Um, I, not, I mean, I'm not, you know, upset, but I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that I hit the steals of the draft either. So um, obviously picking a 110, I didn't, I didn't expect a blue chip player to fall all the way to me because there's not, I mean, you got to get lucky when you're picking late, especially with the, uh, a rookie draft like this where, I mean, some of the offensive players held out some of the, um, some of the, um, players that were supposed to go early, didn't go early. And so, um, as far as, yeah, I haven't had too much time to digest my actual draft picks. Um, I did take Lawrence at the 110, which if, you know, in a single QB league, it's probably too early for a QB, but I have, uh, Jameis, I, I guess I could probably see 2020 vision Winston on my team. Uh, Taysom Hill, Gardner Minshew, who's you know going to be replaced by Trevor Lawrence, um, and and then um, Deshaun um, Hunter Masseuse Watson. Um, so more of Trevor Lawrence is more of an insurance policy if Deshaun Watson doesn't get to play. And then uh, I have somebody that might be worthy of a start considering his running. Um, and then I took you know two wide receivers, two running backs. All right, so I've now put it up on the screen for everyone else to see. So obviously I had the 1-1 pick. I took Najee Harris. I thought it was a, a slam dunk. Um a slam dunk first pick and then i at the second round i addressed i addressed a a need i needed trey lance all right needed a quarterback i thought trey lance was the number one on my board just because he has the higher seal obviously trevor lawrence the first overall pick trevor lawrence is going to be the starter in jacksonville for five years so if you need a quarterback to play obviously that's who you go with so josh i appreciate or i think you did the right thing at the 10 10 first quarterback off the board since i've already got kyler murray i would have preferred the guy with the potential higher ceiling anyway so i went trey lance and then anyone who was at the draft knows I was trying relentlessly to trade back up in the second and take one more guy I wanted. I didn't get him, and I'm in trade talks right now to try and get him. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that works out. But so since none of the guys I wanted, I kind of had like a pre-draft ranking. I only rated the 21, the top 21 guys. And so since no one else I wanted fell back to 21, I just took what I thought was the best value in Zach Wilson. Another boomer bust could be a really high ceiling guy if he ends to work out for the Jets. So I went quarterback, quarterback, didn't have a fourth. And then, um, then the fifth, I was like, I don't really care about this pick. This pick is probably not going to make my team anyways, based on kind of who's already on my team and who's in my taxi. So um, I just went with Kellen Mond. He'll pr I'll probably end up dropping him. But um, what, what do you think about that, Josh? So the one-one, obviously a different position. You're supposed to have. You're supposed to get the most out of the one-one. Do you think I made the most of it? Did I screw up in the third? What are your What are your feelings? Um, I mean, yeah, I think that Najee Harris is a safe pick. Um, I don't know what your other players look like, and I don't want to. I'm too lazy to pull up your actual. Well, I guess I could do it. <laughs> I believe in you, Josh. Um, I mean, you got Waller at tight end, so you wouldn't necessarily need a tight end in Kyle Pitts. So, um, yeah, I feel like you went with the best out there. Um, I mean, the surprise pick of the draft was definitely Amari Rogers at the sixth spot because T is T. <laughs> T was like, whatever, he's a Packer. Let me have him. Was pretty much like, what I was, T did. I was expecting to get him at the two ten. Um, oh, if he would have fallen to the two ten, would you have taken him there? Probably. Um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I think it kind of went as expected. Trey Sermon was the guy that you were trying to get. He was also the guy that I was going to take at the 210 if he fell that to me. Josh, I wanted um, him so bad. Yeah, because then you just trade for Mostert. 
You're right. I traded for well, I traded for Mostert and Wilson because of the theory. Everyone, I mean, the internet's just a bunch of group think circle circle jerk nonsense. But it's either own one or it's either own none of the San Francisco running backs or own all of them. So when they drafted another, I was they traded away so much to get Trey Lance at the third pick. So pretty much everyone on the internet, the consensus was there's no chance they drafted running back. They drafted running back with their first pick in the third. I mean, ugh. I hate myself that it happened, but now I'm trying to get them because again, it's own all of them or none of them. So. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, I was happy with the Nico Collins in the 10 or the third round for me. Um, that was a, that was a pick. And then Palmer in the fourth round. Um, I mean, he's a wide receiver in the, with Herbert throwing it to him. So potentially a good pick there. But I mean, as far as rookie drafts go, I didn't take Henry Ruggs again. So I'm happy. I tried to unload Henry Ruggs to somebody, but I forget who. Was it just like a nonsense trade offer? Did they like approach you interested in rugs? Um, it was a trade offer, and I believe I had sent it like a, a third rounder with rugs, and then like a fourth rounder next year for. I want to say it was like uh, Jalen's third rounder, and then like a third rounder next year. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Sure. So, but I'll take this off the screen in a sec. But just looking, is there any other dra- other than T's? Obviously, Amari Rogers at the six. Is there anything, any other initial draft grades? Like someone did really good, someone did really bad. Just kind of looking at that board. I mean, you're not obviously familiar with everyone's roster. You don't know what they need. But just kind of based on what you know about these rookies, who do you think smashed it? Who do you think maybe reached a little bit too hard? Um, you know, what are your what are your last thoughts? Well, Kevin's first and second round are pretty good, but then his third round auto draft pick kind of. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, we'll not talk about that, but um, uh, Jalen had a decent couple of early ones. Same with Connor. Um, Derek, he always knows more than anybody, so I like his first three. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Have to play the game. Right. All right, well, that was our draft. Uh, I'll take go ahead and take it off the screen now. Um, so, so what are your, what's your outlook here? Maybe you already touched on it a bit. Like I said, I am actively in trade talks. I'm trying to get a deal done here and it'll be an interesting deal if it got, does get done, but it's also more complicated. Um, but what, what do you think your outlook is? Are you going to repeat? Are you going to take home that big pot this year, Josh, based on this draft or based on maybe a trade you'll make, uh, in the off season? Well, we'll have to see injuries play a role in a lot of things. So, um, if people are to stay um, healthy, I'd hope that I could repeat because it was a good enough roster to win last year. Um, but I do think that with Todd Gurley just falling off a cliff because of his arthritic knee, uh, my running backs are a little bit weak since I only got uh, Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon um, in the, in those slots. So um, we'll have to hope that something happens where either Gurley starts using CBD oil and it helps or something else. How about you, Gar? Are you going to repeat? Well, the only, other, the only other time I had the number one pick, the only other time I was worst, I went to first, Josh. So we're trying to, we're trying to bring that back in. We're trying. Okay. Uh, and no, I mean, if I look at my team right now, do I think it's head and shoulders better than it was last year when I was tanking? No, I mean, I didn't have, I didn't actually have the worst team in the league last year. Like I said then, and like I'll say now, I just looked at my team. I thought it was a middle of the road team. I was like, I don't think this team can win a championship. And if you look at your team and you think that, you can try and make a bunch of trades, but trades are more of a rarity than they are um you know a a common thing in this league so it's like well i'll just tank try and get the most draft capital i can and we'll see what happens Najee harris i'm happy to have him running backs produce early in dynasty when they get the high draft capital so i I like my shot as long as my running backs stay healthy i'm the thinnest there just like everyone else in the league is so i mean if my guys can stay upright kyler i've got i don't you know keenan's going out but i think he's good i got calvin ridley's my best receiver so these guys stay up and produce, you know, I've got a chance just like anybody else. I think I'll be in the playoffs, but a championship might still be a bit of a far fetch, but I can't tank two years in a row based on some of the moves I've already made. We'll see. Yeah. So workshopping an outline for the fall to inspire some ideas. We've got a list of some things that we've vaulted, but we can easily unvault. Um, we talked a little bit about it at the last one, but I still don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time on it because no. we don't we want it to be surprised, don't we? 
Um, I mean, I mean, some things can be surprises, but I know that some of these things you would put in, some of these things I put in, and like you said, we really just literally flew right through them last time. So it was just if there's anything else we wanted to touch on more, like the two, the monetization conversation, I was going to touch on that a little bit more. The champions tryout, I was going to touch our t- champions branch on. I was going to try touch on that a little bit more. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to go more in depth in or not, but maybe we'll see how it goes. Um, but I mean, some of the, to remind some of our listeners, maybe we have some new ones who don't know. Uh, we had studs and duds where we would have user or fan interaction to provide a stud and dud of the week. And we'd keep track of the point differentials throughout the year. Mm-hmm. We also had a weekly pick them where we'd pick teams for locks and upsets. Um, and that was another kind of monetary gain for some people if they wanted to play for money. Um, and then the last thing that we're possibly going to unvault is my overall effort during the podcast. Um, that one's still kind of a toss up. If I were to give a percentage on it, we're at like a 13% chance that that happens, but that's more than um, zero pal. We'll take it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's 14% more than I'd expected. Um, new ideas. We had mentioned your Gar's gut, the food stadium highlights as a possibility. Um, well, no matter, or, no know. matter what, I want a Gar's gut segment. I thought the name was too good. The fact that we're going into season four and we haven't used Gar's gut yet, I'm very disappointed in. But you had you had the stadium highlighted. Yeah, I thought it was good. I just didn't know. Um, I just didn't know if I could. Fu- I'm sure there's enough ideas or enough examples out there I could come with. Um, otherwise, the only other thought I had was if you're heroes of yesteryear, something else we touched on last time, or glory days, or whatever you, your official name will be, if you couldn't come up with like we end up doing 20 podcasts in the fall, if you could only come up with 10 good ones, we could go back every other week. I do Gar's gut, then you do a yesteryear's the next week, and go back and forth. I thought that might be a good way to, you know, you're not, already not, at 20. Are you? Well, all right. Well, then I'll have to come up. I mean, there's more than 20 stadiums out there, so maybe maybe I'll have to branch out into baseball stadiums or something like that. We'll see. But it's not the worst idea in the world. All right, so Josh, here, here's where a little bit of conversation can happen. We didn't really have the chance last time. So the Tudalahala, I thought it was a cool name. That's how I came up with it. Uh, we know if we're just stealing ideas from Al, they have the, the three fitty club over in the um, the land of goons. Um, and so you just pay three fitty and you get your name featured at the beginning of the pod. And you can do it multiple times. So if you want your name read you know, six times, you could give them three fitty six times. Um, the $2 holo was kind of meant to be a similar thing, um, more of a week-to-week, like you don't pay $2 and we feature your name the whole season. It's like you paid $2 for that show, and we, we could give you a little special shout-out or if there's a question you had or if there's something you wanted us to talk about in your local community, whatever. We'd, 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 give, we'd give you the time of day, and we'd highlight something for you. But I don't know how many people are going to actually care about uh, such a thing. So, I mean, what, what do you think um, just about the $2 holo in general to start? I mean, yeah, that's... We have we have a large platform, right? Huge, um, huge, huge. Um, I would say, yeah, two dollar holla. Otherwise, the one that I'd come up with, I believe, after you had proposed that idea, was the faux dollar falla, where we uh, follow them with our official Hidden Oaks Overdose uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, and OnlyFans. Um, right. And so that is that would be the only additional there, you know. So they can say, yeah, look who follows me. And then it's just a, you know, goofy ass picture of us. Goofy ass picture, huh? Oh yeah. Um, did you have more to add to that? Did you, were you going to start a campaign? Do we need the Sarah McLaughlin music to start playing? I mean, that'd be, that'd be terrific. That'd be great. Uh, no, I mean, it's just, I, I, just to be transparent, I talked about how, you know, between the equipment and I, you know, I bought some new screens once cause I need, I needed more screens when we were live cast, when we we're uh, live streaming on like YouTube and stuff. Um, so that's part of it. Uh, you know, realistically, I didn't start working from home until like much later last year than we started podcasting. So I didn't really need this chair on this desk before too. So I kind of split those costs in half. So just, I mean, it's about all in total is a rough figure is about $700 in, you know, with, you know, over the first three seasons. And then we pay seven bucks a month to be featured. So, I mean, it's not like this thing is just for free. I know some of the people who do podcasts already had a bunch of equipment because they have music hobbies or this and that, but we didn't, we literally started from scratch and, uh, you know, we're not the best sounding, we're not the best looking, but we try, we try and do an okay quality. The mics are in a medium range. Um, you know, I, I think I've given Josh enough crap that he, a camera upgrade would be fine, but my camera's not great either. It's an old 720, so my camera could be better as well. Just little things like that. Um, but I said, uh, I, I also listed out here, Venmo's the, the, the best way to currently do it. 
Um, I literally just got an email this morning, and maybe you saw it too, the Hidden Oaks Overdose got an email this morning that Anchor is now introducing a paid subscription thing where people could subscribe to us through Anchor and then we could offer them exclusive content. I don't know what people would want, so if you're currently listening to this podcast and there's something Josh or I could do that'd be extra on top of the podcast we already do, um, you know, I'm not going to say Josh has a lot of time to do extra things and I have my own life as well, but if there's anything you could do that you'd pay extra to see or hear or get, let us know. Um, obviously, there's things like Patreon out there as well um, where we could do something like that. But again, when you go through those bigger services, you usually want a bigger volume of people who would subscribe because you know there are fees taken out of it. So we'd want to make that money back in volume. Whereas right now we've got realistically 10 listeners, and this is a hobby for us. So it's just kind of an interesting thing. How do we monetize it? How do we not? What what would the people pay to see? What would they not pay to see, so to speak? So it's a conversation we need to have with our listeners, and obviously between ourselves because it's not like we can promise something and then not deliver it. Because then we're even. You you know bigger douchebags so it's you know if we're willing to put in any more work to make money what does that work look like because we you know i'd say josh and i already do a good amount of effort but you know uh, we don't really advertise ourselves at all so you can't grow you can't get more people interested more people interested to pay at, at, at our current level so just kind of a kind of a crossroads um, things we could do with the money if we did raise it. Why are we talking so much about money if we don't really need it, if we're just doing this for fun? Uh, Carmel Bear has done a lot of free work for us. I have you know, given him some money over the years, but probably not what his actual talent and time is worth. Um, Al has done some audio drops for us, and I want to do some sounders for the fall as well. So I'll either work with Al or Walters on that probably because that's just not a talent I have. Um, but things like for when we're transitioning to new segments like the Fantasty Zone or you know the podcast play-along, just having little drops like on all your favorite radio shows or podcasts like the fantasy footballers would be a great example for this crowd um but you know you know maybe pay them for their time because i I won't expect them to do free things for me because i mean i do favors for people but it's not like a it's not the rule it's the exception um you know if we ever got bigger a lot of way channels make money is raffles so we buy like a signed jersey and then you buy so many raffle tickets and you make your money by how many raffle tickets you sell so you hope to sell more than whatever the item is worth um but we'd have to be much bigger for something like that um the only other thing i listed uh, i would save the money if we got any money and then i will need a new computer someday because my laptop i think is at capacity for all the things we do and i don't know how much more we could do other than just maybe improve the quality of what we currently do but um uh, someday, whether it's you know a year from now, three years from now, we will need a beefier computer than I currently rock to do this. So, I don't know, Josh. Yeah, do you have any too. other thoughts on all the things we've talked about there? I know I, I kind of uh, said a lot in a row there. No, not really. I mean, your computer, my computer. I mean, I'm I'm sit. I don't even have a computer. I'm on a surface. So, <laughs> um, but that that's by choice. Um, yeah, no, I have nothing to add there. Um, I know you have the next topic, but I could skip over to, no, never mind, you can go. Champions trying new things. You talked about that a little bit more in the last one where we have a new league. Well, I mean, um, you and I have had a bit of a conversation about it. So what are your thoughts on it? What would you, willing be, would, you willing, would you be willing to pay for another league? How much? I know that we're trying to add it like a prestigious league, so maybe it'd be worth money, but maybe not. So me, when I originally pitched you the idea, what were your thoughts? What did you like? What didn't you like? What would you want to change if you'd be involved? Um, first off, if it's for champions, I'm a champion, so I would be involved. Correct. Um, as far as money goes, I probably, you know, joining another paid league, it, it, it depends. Um, so if it was free, I would have no complaints if it was worth money. You know, if it's 50, probably not. If it's 10, since it is more of an experimental, uh, yeah, I'd probably be coerced after asking, being asked twice. Um, my thought process of it was you know it would be cool that since it is more of a, a branching out and a t- trying new things it's to have like because if there are a lot of different rule changes to have it change not weekly but bi-weekly maybe so you get two weeks of this type of scoring two weeks of this type of scoring um and then you know different adjustments there so we draft like it's a super flex or draft you know like um a certain thing but maybe not every week is a super flex so you have to you know adjust on the fly sort of thing Sure, and I just want to be clear, because me and Al had a bit of a conversation, because I think Al, other than Jack with his YouTube comments today and yesterday, uh, Al and I, I think, was only the first listener, and we texted back and forth a bit, and Al had a similar idea, so I don't want to, because I haven't talked to Josh about that at all, so just don't, so Al doesn't think we're stealing ideas, I know we've been accused of that a lot in the past, and we have stolen ideas from Al, but he had a similar idea, because when we were talking about this, and maybe something else, Al said he's always liked the idea of being in a league where things change every week, so I don't know if he was thinking about the same changes you just talked about, or different things changing every week, but just 
Al, I'm assuming you listen to this. We, we're not trying to claim that as our own. I want to make that clear. Josh just had that on his own, but Al also had that idea. Um, I had it first. <laughs> sure. I uh, just didn't share it. For, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought of this three years ago. I wrote it by journal. See, um, yeah, but it's just uh, a picture. Another thing Al mentioned to give him credit is it'd be you know he's always liked the idea of doing a league where like kind of the bottom people get cut out. And so I know there's plenty of people on a list I would like to join this league, and some people I didn't even consider because I'm rude initially. Like Eric's texted me or messaged me after he heard the podcast. He was like, hey, I've won leagues. I'd be interested in such a league. So if we had a waiting list, um, it'd be interesting to see, you know, whether we cut, depending on how long the waiting list is, whether we cut off the bottom one, the bottom two. I, I think we'd all agree this should be a 12-person league. So if you cut off the bottom one or two, and they could get back in line if they won a championship within a decade. But that'd be an interesting angle as well where you cut out, you know, you know, cut out the bottom at the end of the year and then new people get to join in so i mean if you're in a champions league and you come in last you're probably not worthy to be there right so i mean it, it kind of makes sense going along with um kind of the dream of that what, what do you think about that yeah no that that's kind of like a guillotine league of sorts but right not Right. But I mean, because he said, because uh, we don't originally I proposed this as maybe like a, a podcast idea where each podcast has representatives. Al kind of walked that back a bit. He was like, well, I don't know if we can get a lot of people from the goons to be interested. And if they are from the goons, they're interested. They're probably also in the, you know, Victoria's P, the Victoria's Secret League. So there, there, there would just be plenty of overlap. So maybe it won't be the podcast representation thing. But all I said was, well, that gives me a chance to get more of the friends I might want in there, so that'd be good. But you, you won't want to alien kind of the, the Coon Rapids-Blaine or the Coon Rapids-Gar you know, Gar split, so to speak. So hopefully we'll be able to work that out where everyone's happy to compete and everyone's happy to participate and be fun and all that. Um, but so, yeah, so it's a cool idea. Jack said he's interested. I'm sure we could course Walters and Dave to be interested as well. So I'm not saying it's going to be a 100-buck league. You know, Josh said 50, probably not. You know, 50, 40, something like that maybe just because it is supposed to be more prestigious. Maybe we could, you know, grease Josh to get up there. And if not, you know, we could fill Josh's spot with someone else. <laughs> um, but so I just want to read through my notes here to make sure I covered everything. Um, I already did that. Do, do, do. Uh, oh, so I said kind of list out. So, and I, so this, the whole point of this league is a you know, prerequisite is being a champion, but also um, we're trying new things. So new rules, like Josh said, super flex, tight end premium, um, IDP, you know, all that kind of garbage. We have all these interesting scoring rules and roster rules and this and that. So I said kind of the outline could be list out all the ways we can mess up the rules and everyone gets three votes. So, you know, we've all done that in school. Like we have all these different ideas. You get three votes. You can put one pebble in this bowl, one pebble in that bowl, one pebble in that bowl. And then the top three choices are kind of what we do for that year. So it's not so chaotic. And, you know, we change 50 rules every year. Um, and then, you know, I asked the question, do we want a base thing, uh, you know, a base rules that are always the same or you know like tiered ppr or it's always super flex or something like that but we can work that out um and then the next year we vote on three new things and separately vote on whether we want to keep any of the three things we did last year so i understand there's a finite amount of rules there's only so long we could you know try new things eventually we will have tried everything but it's just keeping it fresh we didn't do tight end premium last year maybe you know two three years go and people like ah, i want to do tight end premium again based on the list of options so um that, that's just one way to approach it um, and then uh, one other note I have here is people I'd like to include, so just people I thought of off the top of my head that I think would be good for this league. Um, and again, Eric's and Mick, I apologize, I wasn't trying to, you know, shun you, but just, I thought of Minnesota people first. So I listed out Derek. He's, you know, he's a champion in uh, the redraft and the dynasty, or no, not in the dynasty, but the redraft league three times. Connor, he's won the dynasty league. He's a high participation guy, high chatter. Hammer, he's won the redraft league two times. His participation probably wouldn't be as high, but that's because he has a kid and a wife and he's got a lot going on, but he's obviously really good at fantasy. So even if he's maybe not as high participation, he's really good. And that's what matters in a championship league, I think. Um, Aaron's a guy um, I know Derek knows the best and then I know and then Josh you've met him a couple times at Super Bowl parties I think but yep um, so those are just kind of the four guys I thought off the top of my head that I know are former champions and I know would be like good guys high participation guys but then Eric's and Mika we'd of course consider them as well and if they didn't make the first year because we had enough Minnesota guys they would be you know I'd say right now they'd be the you know top two on the waiting list so um, and that's pretty much all I had on the championship league, Josh. Any other thoughts? And again, I'm talking a lot here, but it's mainly because you know I've had the conversations and this idea kind of came out of my brain. So, any other thoughts before we move on to something else? Nope. All right. Uh, Heroes of yesteryear. You already talked about that last time. Anything else you want to say? 
Nope. I pretty much said what I needed to say last time. All right. Meme of the week. Good idea. Bad idea. Would you participate if we got no one else to participate each week? I know you're a big meme guy. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I mean, you could always just pick your own as your favorite, too, if you don't want to give credit to anyone else. So That's true. You can inflate your ego a bit. And then, hey. so this was the last note last time, weekly contest, bingo, scavenger hunt, etc. You said you don't remember writing that last time. Do you have any other, did you ha- have you had any other remembrance since last time of why you might have put that down? Because I know I did. No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, the chat has kind of died out. I know this is a, you know, podcasts get longer. It happens. We've given our draft grades. We've talked about the things we wanted to talk about last time. More in-depth, so I know no chance Dave listens to this, but if Walters, if we get a listen out of you, it would be, or otherwise Jack will probably let you know about the Champions Branch Out League idea. Um, and we'll start filling people in. We're in no rush. I mean, this, I assume, would have to be a redraft league unless people want to do a keeper league. No way you can do that as a dynasty league because things would just change too much, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, if you got nothing else to talk about, Josh, we're, we're here in our outro. Uh, what else do you got going on this Sunday? Any other plans? I know I've already taken up a lot of your time, but I mean, I was supposed to start laundry and dishes an hour ago. So oh, am I going to, am I going to get a mean text from Nikita? Hopefully. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, what do you think? Did two weeks for one more pod? We'll just get more. We'll pr- hopefully get some grades on the dynasty draft and we could talk about the deflate these balls league at that time or um you know what else would you want to talk about in two weeks just as one more pod for the spring yeah we can do some draft grade stuff for the dynasty stuff all right rock on man well that's all i got that's all josh got uh we'll be back one more time this spring probably in two weeks or so um stay safe out there covid is still going on a little bit so don't you know don't jump off the ledge just yet just let people get vaccinated uh you know the people that don't want to get vaccinated will get it and you know people even who get vaccinated will get it we'll get this immunity going so don't just don't go hog wild just yet give us a little more time um hidden oaks over at gmail.com facebook.com slash hood pod and anchor.fm slash hood pod are all the places you can interact with us and we appreciate all those who do be a friend tell a friend about the podcast because if we do start growing we can start making some money and maybe start making a better show although i like to think we're pretty good right now so um uh yeah have a good one guys we love you bye bye friends Now, it might have just been because uh, we had the draft right before the scar. Yeah. But that felt like a long one. I was only an hour. Okay. Well, it, it felt like a long one. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you've probably been, yeah, like you said, because you got in that chair probably, you know, 20, 30 minutes before the draft, and then there was some time between the draft and this. So you've probably been sitting there a good three hours at least. Oh, yeah. But I appreciate right. your time. Go make your wife happy. Yep, I got to pee. Bye. Bye.